Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show for young business owners that are trying to either start their business or get their young business to a really healthy position. Um, I am your host, Mitch Smedley. With me, as always, is David Hilton. Buddy. Behind the cameras is Austin. Hi, everybody. There he is. Yeah. yeah. Got my so. business checks in yesterday. I'm getting there. I'm like 3,000 cars behind them, but... I'm in the same highway. <laughs> there we go. So that's uh, well said, young man. I think that's like we, my. Uh, I just need to put a T-shirt. Throw yeah. a T-shirt. There yeah. you go. So um, we are actually on this episode. We're going to circle back to a topic that we kind of missed last week. Um, two shows ago, we talked about the idea or the concept of leadership versus leadership, and um, how a lot of people confuse what actual leadership is. And how this came about was we were talking about a story that is a video that's kind of going around the internet where a mama bear and her cub are climbing up this steep snowbank. And at the bottom of the snowbank is a cliff. And this mama bear struggles to make it up the snowbank herself, but she leaves her cub down at the bottom for her cub to make it on its own. And the cub tries and struggles and slips and slides and tries and struggles and, and everything. And then finally, after quite a few attempts, the bear finally makes the, the cub finally makes it up to the top. And then all of the comments and everything else were coming in about how the mom should have gone back and helped the bear or there were bystanders by if there if there were bystanders nearby, they would have gone and like tried to rescue the bear and all this stuff. But everyone's missing the point of the leadership example, and that leadership example is the leader goes up and shows that it's possible, but then the leader from the top cheers their team or whoever they're leading on to get them to go through the exercise themselves. And so that started, this was at the tail end of the show two shows ago. Uh, that started a conversation about failures in leadership, uh, both in business and in personal, like family lives. And so that's what we're talking about on this show. Was that two shows ago? That was two shows ago. Last show ago. Two shows ago. God, last so, show got away from us. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of like short sighted leaders, they think it's their job to like brag that they can show off to their team, look what I can do. And then they don't empower their team with the skills and the knowledge and the tools to do that also. Instead, bad leaders, this is leader shits, um, bad leaders, what they do is they don't empower their team, but they repeatedly do it themselves in front of their team as if it's some kind of bragging rights or some kind of like noble thing of like, haha, see, I'm better than you. That's why I'm the leader. And true leaders create other leaders. True leaders empower other people to do great things. And if you have the habit of empowering many other people to do great things, well, now you level up in leadership and they can now assume your role. Yeah. You know, like when I was coming up, like this was one of my faults. Like I would, um, I would go to a job site where two guys were roughing in the house, right? Mm -hmm. And they were behind or they weren't doing certain things right. And I would just put my tool belt on. Right. And I'd just go into the house and be like, okay, let's get after it. And I'd say, oh, you did this wrong. And I'd, and I'd redo it for them. Yep. And I'd be like, hey, you need to be doing this. And I'd do this for them. And the whole thought in my mind was, I'm going to keep this 
crew on task. They're going to get paid what they should be getting paid. I won't be getting, getting paid anymore. Right. So I felt good about it, right? But I did not let them overcome their faults right? per se, right? Like I, I fixed their mistakes for them without there being any consequence. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I was like, I, I feel like that is a big fault in especially new construction companies and guys that like, especially if it's a small, like tight knit group. Yeah. Like employees that are new or aren't as great, they just kind of will lean on that individual mm -hmm. because they know that that individual will come in and rescue them. Right. And, and as a leader, as a, like, I don't want to say false leader, but as their leader, I thought I was helping them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not like I was trying to one up them or that I was better than them or that I was, Hey, I'm King of the mountain. This is how it's supposed to be. I thought literally I was lifting them up. Yeah. And I was to a certain extent, but I was not helping them in their future yeah. as quickly as I could have been. Now, if they had seen all of those things and been, you know, moving forward, they could have grown slowly, but not as fast as they could have been if I just would have said, hey, no, you've got to do this. Mm -hmm. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. I'm leaving. And when I come back, it better be done. Right. Like, I would have thought that's a dick move, right? Right. At that time, obviously, I know better now. Right. Yeah. So, like, I used to be guilty of this where I would, like, rush in and and – and you don't like you think at the time you think you're being a good leader by yeah. showing them how it's done. Yeah, the problem is most people don't learn until they actually have to do it. Right. So especially can, construction workers. Yeah. You can show them once, but if you show them how it's done, then what you've taught them and, 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 and you, you don't have a plan in place. Then if you show them how it's done, then what you've taught them is they just call you and you'll do it for them every time. Right. And so, um, yeah. we are, we're getting into pipe bursting for sewer replacements at our company. And, um, I have tons and tons of experience pipe bursting sewers. Hey, if you like what you're hearing on the void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. Um, but we've just bought the machine. We actually got shipping delivery confirmation today. Bum, ba, da, that it'll be here. Like they give you the cable hours, right? It'll be here anywhere yeah. between nine and four tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody better be there waiting for us. Yeah, like, you better okay. have a forklift on site. Yeah. Uh, well, do. Come on, bro. I told him ahead of time. I'm like, the address I gave you is my house because my house is manned all day long. My shop is not. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, be yeah. ready to drop it off at my house. So they're putting it on like a, a lift gate truck. Right. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, we've already done a couple. I borrowed a pipe bursting machine from another business here in town and we've already done a couple, right? Well, the first one we did, I did everything and it was more or less like showing them how to do it. Right. Well, and it was a rental machine, it, right? Yeah. So it was a borrowed machine. So I don't want to, kind of I don't want to damage it. In the gaps. Yeah. But in and the so essence, that's different. In the essence of time, you kind of have to do everything on the first one. Right. However, I've developed as a leader. Because the next one that we did, we did another one just a couple of days after that. Oh, the, really? The next one we did, I actually wrote down a note for myself that said, do not touch a piece of equipment today. And it's like the hardest thing ever. And so we went to this job and I've got three guys on the job 
And I'm telling the guys. You took everybody. Like, we're all going. Well, I said, (laughs) we're all going. But here's the thing. I'm not touching anything today. You guys are doing every bit of this. This is the only way you learn. If I jump in the hole and disassemble the machine every time, you don't know how to disassemble it. If I assemble the bursting head every time, you don't know how to do it. Other than listening to me tell you how to do it while I'm doing it, right? And and so I made the guys do everything. And it like I I was physically was- telling them like I'm having to stand here with my hands in my pockets to avoid reaching down and grabbing the pliers and just doing it, right? Yeah. But like you need to struggle with figuring out how to do it. Just like I did. And now it's like autonomous to me. Remember remember a long time ago we talked about the four levels of learning? Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah. you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And then you know what you don't know. <laughs> you don't right? know what you don't know. And then you know what you don't know. Yeah. And so like the first pipe bursting job these guys are on, they don't even know what they don't know. Like they have no clue what they're in yeah. for, right? They don't well, know after what they're that, looking at, right? After that first job, they know what they don't know. Yeah. They still don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. But they're aware of well, all the things they don't know, right? Yeah. Well, now they're, they're two jobs in, but because I made them do every piece of movement on that second job, now they're, they're teetering between still, they, they know what they don't know, and they're, they kind of know what they know now, right? They know the general sequence. They know all that stuff. Yeah. It's still going to take time to run into all the, you know, there's probably like 40 different ways you can fail a pipe burst. And, and I, you know what? I, I, I want to jump in and say, yeah, you're right. I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I've, ne- <laughs> like I've never I mean, pipe burst anything in my life, dude. There's a, there's a lot of forces at <laughs> you're play. You're right, and, Mitch. Yeah. Go get them. Like, I, I got no fucking Sounds clue. like CNN up here. Yeah, yeah. I, got no, <laughs> I got no clue, man. I'm sorry. There's a lot of different ways you can fail at it, and unfortunately, some of them you can't prepare for. Like, you have to wait until the failure occurs before you can then teach how to overcome that failure. Yeah, it's one of those, like, weird things that, yeah. Like every experience is different. Yeah. And like until I you've can, done it 10 times, you don't really, like you can't grasp yeah. what could go wrong. The the old machine, the machine that we borrowed is the machine that I used for years. It's literally the exact same machine I used for years. And it could fail in a certain way. And you can't prevent the failure. You just have to catch it the moment it happens. And then there's a certain sequence of events that you have to do to overcome it. Was it the machine or was it like just the nature of the work. No, is the machine. Okay. So the machine so it has, has a little to, bit of a flaw or something. Yeah, the machine is supposed to cycle in a certain order and okay. every once in a while it will cycle backwards. It's kind of like your heart skipping a beat. It, like is it that brand of machine and that's the way it yeah. works or that one's just fucked up? No, that brand of machine does that from time to Write time. Write it down. You got to beep out my F word. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I have um, for Hey, that's my first one. I made it 10 minutes today. Nice. I'm trying to do better. I promise. And so like I can warn the guys, hey, watch out for the, if if the machine does this, watch out. Yeah. But then I can't. Until they see it. Until it does that, I can't teach them how to overcome that. Yeah. So, but. They got to be there with their boots in the ground looking at it. Hey, and then they can kind of like, I'm sure you can kind of sense like the noise it makes right before it's going to go into that almost. This this one is like a visual thing. So basically the top of the machine rocks back and forth. It rocks rocks one way and lifts up, and then it rocks forward and goes down. And then it rocks backward and lifts up and rocks forward and goes down. Okay? Well, every once in a while, the machine will rock backward, lift up, and then it'll never rock forward before it starts Uh going down. And so if it starts going down while it's in the backward position, you break shit. Yeah. And so the, the instruction is make sure it rocks forward before it goes down. And if it doesn't, all stop, 
Gotcha. And we've got work to do, right? Yeah, gotcha. Well, until it actually does, like I can give them that warning. Until they're standing there looking at it and see that happen. But until it's locked in the rearward yeah. position, there's nothing you can yeah. teach them, right? Yeah. So um, I get it. Um, but the, you know, that's, that's like today. one of the 40 different ways it right. can fail. And so and unfortunately, there's just some time there. Yeah. But ultimately, my team is stronger if I empower my guys. Like I only know of these 40 failures because I've experienced them all. Well, and they right. can only, and I don't want to interrupt you, but like they can only know that's going to happen once they experience that failure. Exactly. Like when we talk about in the void all the time and in trade wins, sometimes failure is your best teacher. It just is. Yeah. Once you know it, it's ingrained into your mind. Right. And it, and it's very painful for you and for me to stand there in your Carhartt coat with your hands in your pockets and literally looking at them. Yeah. Watching them fail. Yeah. Because literally you can tell Spencer, and I don't know if it was Spencer or not. I just, no, I like Spencer and I know his name, you know, <laughs> like if, if he's standing there at the machine, you're out of the ditch, however it's working, whatever's going on, your hands are in your pockets and you're watching and he's watching and you're watching, he's watching, and then it's getting ready to fail. Like you can't you're just say chomping anything. At the bit. You can't say anything. Yep. You're just like, well, he's going to know right now. He's and then learn. it fails. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, guys. Yeah. Like we got to break down. We get, this is this is what. But at that moment, the fact that you watched that moment pass and didn't say anything, mm-hmm. yeah, he knows now. Right. Like he's like, oh shit, Mitch, you're right. Yeah. You know. I, and, I had a and, friend, I, and I'm not throwing him at Spencer under the bus. It, it's anybody. It's yeah. anybody. Yeah. We've all been there. We've watched that failure occur, and we've like, oh shit, you're right, dude. Yeah. Like to your boss, you look him in the face, and you're like, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely. I. Well, I understand now. And sometimes you know, it's not even the guy's we've all fault. Been there. Sometimes, oh, no, sometimes, sometimes shit just goes south. Yeah, right? it's not their fault at all. It just it's, it's it, no it different than last podcast episode. Our soundboard lost power and then lost the whole audio feed. So that's Austin's fault, though. That's completely no. different. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say when I used to work at McDonald's, relation to what uh, you're talking about with your hands in your pockets. Don't worry. No, no, I'm it's, going somewhere. it's McDonald's reference. Drink, everybody, drink. Yeah. <laughs> so what they would do to new management for training is they would have them run a shift, but they said, you got to hold straws in both your hands and you can't let go of the straws. And it forces them to not touch anything, not hold a bag, not help cook food, not do this. And they have to hold it for like two hours. Yeah. It forces you to lead through delegation mm-hmm. yeah. and lead through instruction instead of lead. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like three year olds. Use been, your words. Yeah. You know, like you tell your kids, use your words. Right. You right. know, if, if you don't use your words, Yep. No one knows what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's just, it's so weird that, you know, even as we get older and get more experienced, that that's, that's still something that we, that we all fail at, you know? Well, and, and the reason we fail at it is because we have a scarcity mindset instead of an abundance mindset. Of course. Most it's people. It's natural reaction. Well, most people, and this is a wide, like, these are people on my team. These are people on anybody's team. There are people on everyone's teams that think, I can't teach this person how to do my job because he might take my job. And it's the most natural reaction ever. If I teach you how to do my job really well, you could take it and then I'm out of a job. It's fear. Right. Scarcity mindset. That's the scarcity mindset. We've talked about that. And what drives that is, is the fear that there's only one job to go around the way around that. And this is for leaders to dictate to their team, but also for individuals that are listening to this, the way around that, the way around that is to recognize 
that if I have the ability to teach others how to do my job, I just became tremendously more valuable to my company. And so now I can teach others to do my job and I could be a manager someday, right? A lot of people think managers are the most tenured or the most senior person in the company. And they absolutely aren't. They're the best at leading through delegation. They're the best at getting others to do the task. That's your manager. That's your team lead. That's your leader. Yeah, a manager is really someone that can rally people and get the job done. Like that's that's really what a manager is, right? And a manager is somebody who's empowered to do those things, right? Yeah, like people that aren't – so I know when – like when I was in new construction, like they weren't – people weren't – quote unquote managers, but I mean, you knew who the best employees were and that the, the majority of responsibilities naturally fell to them Mm -hmm. because they were in a quote unquote managerial position just by nature. Like, Hey, they can't, other employees rallied to them. Hey man, what would you do in this situation? Right. Like, how would you handle this? you know, what would you do with this home? And then those people kind of rise to the top and then, and then owners come to you and say, Hey, you're going to be the manager. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, and and the reason for that is the the companies that do it wrong, they promote the most senior guy to manager. Yeah. Or they promote their best sales guy to manager. Yeah. Well, that's uh, most of the time that's shooting yourself in the foot. It's wrong. Right. They're not the best. Right. They might be the best sales guy, but they might, they're probably the worst at getting other people to sell like they did. And so the last thing you want as a sales manager is somebody that doesn't get the whole team selling at a high level, right? Your sales manager is a guy that can encourage others to sell at a high level. He might be the worst seller ever, but if he can encourage others to sell, then he's your manager. Can we talk about sales like just yeah. for a minute? Like it- it, you're 100% right. It's weird. Like like you were just saying, the person that's the best salesman in your group can't be a manager because they're usually a weirdo. Like, let's right. be honest with it. Yeah, they're yeah, just, yeah. They have a knack to be a great salesman. They do not have a knack to lead salesmen. Yeah. You know, usually the person that is the best installer, um, you know, whatever can naturally get into that management position because they have the actual hands-on training to then train other technicians to get there. Right. So like a salesman versus a tech manager, like those are two completely, you know, different animals, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in, and in the service industry, like that's one of the main things you, you face. Like um, your main service manager in an HVAC company is has a lot more logistics going on and is trying to, you know, figure out how to get all the work done. But someone that is a, the lead salesman is selling equipment and change outs Mm -hmm. and all of that. But he can't be the manager because he's just not, he can't even train anyone else to be in that position. It's impossible for him. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it would be like in the army or in the I'm not explaining that well. No, you you are it in the in the military. Let's say you got a guy that's like the best sniper ever. You don't go promote him to colonel just because he's the best sniper, right? Right. He's good at his role. 
Now, if he's good at sniping, but also good at teaching others how to snipe, well, then you run his course as a sniper, and then eventually you graduate him to, like, leading the sniper training. Right? Yes. But but only if he possesses the skills to teach other people. That's if a he can't, great analogy. Yeah, if he can't teach other people, then he just careers out as the best sniper ever. And that's not a bad thing. No, right? of course we, not. We don't all have the ability to communicate with other people at the level to where they're learning. Yes. We, so a lot of us have the ability to communicate with other people to get the job done. But it's a whole different thing to be able to communicate with other people at the level to get them to get the job done and learn at the same time. And, and most of that comes to the scarcity mindset. They think if I train you too well, you're going to take my job. And, you know, I've seen this in big organizations. Like this is really apparent in big organizations where yeah. where because that's just a vul- that's just vulture avenue. It, it is. It, it just is. It's it, it's it's eater being. Yeah. Like that's just. That's just how it is. Right. And and I've seen plenty of large organizations where the top sales guy is not the best. Like, I, I'm, I'm thinking of one organization right now where the top sales guy in that organization, he 100% knows he would not be a good trainer. And so he's just resigned to the idea that I am the best sales guy at the organization. It is what it is. It pays damn good. I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't need to be the general manager or the department manager. Like, hell, if anything, I probably paid better as the top sales guy than the department manager. Yeah. Right? And and resigns probably maybe like the wrong word. Like, that's what you want to say. But really, some people are just happy with being there. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. They're just like, hey. I love this. Yeah. I'm happy making this wage. I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm good with it. And, you know, and this guy that I'm thinking of, he also does a pretty good job of passing on knowledge nuggets to whoever's riding like along sales with sales tips and stuff, sales tips. And like when the customer said this, I realized they were in a defensive position. So I had to back off momentarily and regain their trust. And, yeah. and once I had their trust back in, then I drove hard back into it. Like he'll yeah. kind of go through his thought process with that. But like he, at the same time, he knows he's not a sales trainer, right? Yeah. He knows his role. He knows where he's at. And so, um, unfortunately there's a lot of people out there that think leadership is going down that snowy embankment and helping the cub up from the bottom. They think leadership is carving stairs into the embankment so the club can climb upstairs instead of the slippery slope. Yeah. Or they think leadership is carrying the cub to the top, right? Yeah. Um, I've watched people, so in the gym. Um, Are we going to talk about the gym? Yeah, well, this My is, back hurts. This is fitting. a great example. <laughs> so this is like four or five months ago, um, you know, Call me what you will. I snuck a photo. I took a photo of a guy working out in the gym. This guy's paralyzed from the waist down. His upper body is pretty strong. Um, his lower body is like, he's been paralyzed for a while. Yeah. He's got the really, really skinny legs. Yeah, there's you know? nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about yeah. it, right? There's, there's and, literally nothing. And there's, there's a thing with paralyzed people where they get a little bit of a gut. And I don't know, like... I don't think it has anything to do with fitness or health. I think it has something to do with the paralysis yeah. where they just get a little bit of a gut, right? Yeah, it's because that stuff is not attached to their something. spinal cord and yeah. they can't work it because like when you do... Yeah, he can't do ab workouts. 
right? Well, well, you can do ab workouts, but you can't do like I do flippers. So I lay on my back, put my hands under my butt, and I do flippers. And, yeah. You know, obviously, you can't do that. That works your lower ab muscles, right. and they just become dormant. Right. Yeah. You know? And and so. But the guy's chest and upper body, like so he's he's, he's working what like he can. He's yoked. Yeah. He's not he's not yoked, but he's working what he can, right? Yeah. And so and first off, let me just say, like, for anyone that is in a wheelchair and you see them at the gym, like, dude, mad props. Right. Because you know that everything that they do is harder. Yeah. Like it's just like you have mad respect for them. And and like, so dude, get I, after it, bro. I snuck a photo of this guy, I shared it, like this dude's out here busting his ass in the gym. What's your excuse? Like this guy literally has no fucking legs. Yeah. I mean, they're there, but he's dragging those around too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's kicking ass and taking names. And so a couple of people were inspired by it. A couple of people were, you know, doing the whole like, oh, you shouldn't be taking photos of people in the gym. And, you know, the, it, you can find something wrong with you everything, creep. right? Yeah. You fucking creep. Yeah. Hey, that's two. And, I'm sorry, Austin. Right? And then, yeah, good, dude, good. the name of the show is Leadership versus Leadership. I mean, it's in the title. No, I told Austin <laughs> I would try to do oh. better. So at 24 minutes, okay. I've got two F-bombs. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I'm just, I'm, I'm keeping track. All right. So. So, um, and then one guy reached out to me. He's a buddy of mine. Um, he was actually at the Trade Winds event. And he, he commented and, or reached out. I can't remember if he commented or sent me a DM and he said, I'm not in the gym because I'm morbidly obese and I physically can't work out. And I, I just got real with him right off the get go. And I said, dude, I would not recommend you work out. Like you've got months of dieting before it's even safe for you to work out. Like the guy that I'm, the guy that like I'm, you got to hit the treadmill. Like you got to walk. Not, no, no, no. On like, the treadmill and diet. And that's like the when, extent of your workout. No, when you're that obese, even walking can be dangerous. Right. And I'm not knocking this guy at all. Like I'm talking about the logical, prog- like everyone's path is different. And when you're that obese, like you're going to wear your knees and your ankles out just trying to lose weight. And, but, but here's the benefit. When you're that obese, you don't need to work out to lose weight. It's literally calorie deficit, calories in versus calorie out. Yeah. Lose 100 pounds first and then go. And, and, and this guy, again, I'm not knocking him. He's got the 100 to lose, right? Yeah. He's probably got 200 to lose. And so. Was that the trade winds of it? Yeah. Um, and so it's like, go lose 100 first just with diet alone. And then start focusing on exercise. But right now, like that would be like me going to the gym with an extra 200 pounds on my back. And yeah, okay, the cardio is going to be great. But I mean, yeah. I'm just killing my knees and my ankles. And, you're beating and yourself to I'm death. I'm just beating myself to yeah. death when I don't need to. When you're that overweight, diet's all you need, right? Yeah. For the, for, for the start. And so he and I got real with it and everything else. And we, we chopped it up a little bit. And, and that's where it went, right? Ironically, yesterday at the gym, I see the paralyzed guy again. Usually I only see him on Saturdays because I go into the gym a little later on Saturdays. And uh, usually I only see him on Saturdays. But you I still saw going to pee fit? Oh, yeah. Okay. And so I saw him on Monday and I'm like, that's pretty wild. Well, usually we're across the gym from each other or whatever. No big deal. We ended up on the same cable machine right next to each other. You know, the four-sided cable machines? No. And, well, okay. So they got four-sided cable machines. <laughs> I just got free weights at my house. Yeah, they got four-sided cable machines, and we ended I up on their I cable machines press, right next but... to each other. And so we happened to, you know, I'm, I'm in my head going mad props to this dude. You know, he's over there doing lap pull-downs on this cable machine. Yeah. And he's got it. He's with got a, two, with like. Yeah, and he's got a helper that helps him get into the, the seat. And then he's got a, that helper will help pull the cable machine down to him. Yeah, so he can get it. Yeah, because it's not like it. he can stand up and grab it. Yeah, he can't you know? grab it, yeah. 
And so he's doing well, his that's set. That's what I meant earlier, like mad props, because and, like every, to, just to even get to that perspective yeah. or that position, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like it takes like three times the amount of work the rest of us got right. to do. And so, so his, mad props. his helpers, you know, helping him get in there and everything else. But then whenever it comes to moving the weight, the helper's like, fuck you, pull it. You, this is you. Right? Get it, bro. Right. I helped you get into the thing because I, you physically can't. Does he can. look at him and he's like, he, dude, no. Come yeah. on, let's go. And so he he rips through a set and he gets all done. And I looked over at him and pulled an earbud out. And I'm like, mad props, man. And I gave him a fist bump. And he says, thank you. You know? And um, But that's true leadership, right? True yeah, leadership. I wasn't helping him. Yeah. You got to do for them what, they, what you need to. But then you're making them go through the struggles all on their own. Um, right. There's another leader... Um, they're, they're actually an apex and they were telling a story about how one of their clients, uh, they were doing personal training with another paralyzed person. And one of their clients was trying to use their paralysis as like an excuse. And, and the, so the guys like go over to the rack, grab some free weights and we're going to do some curls. And the guy says, well, can you, can you go grab the weights for me? And the guy says, no, get in your own chair, roll over there, grab the weights, come back. And, and the guy, the client got all pissed off at first. Really? And, and like they had to have this like heated heart to heart discussion where the personal trainer, like the client was like, dude, I'm paralyzed. Like I can only do so much. And the, and the trainer, and he's, he's teaching this into, to the group. He's like, you're paralyzed. You're not lazy and you're not lame. I have to get up and walk over to grab the weights. You can get in your chair and roll over. I'm not helping you at all. By going to get your weights. Who's going to turn the light switch on for you in the house? You. You got to get in your chair and roll over the light switch. Who's going to get your ass in the bathtub? You. You got to get your chair next to the tub and hoist yourself over. Yeah. Like, there are plenty of occurrences where, yes, you have a different path than we do because you're paralyzed. However, you need to get over the fact that somebody's going to do things for you because you're paralyzed. Like, you got to figure that shit out on your own. Right. Yeah. And, and ever since then they have an amazing relationship. The guy trusts him wholeheartedly. And now the guy appreciates that he challenged him like that. Right. And that's the funny thing about leaders. Well, that's the thing with leadership, right? Like it's, it is, people don't realize that it is difficult to look someone in the eye and say, no, you have to do this. Like it's, it's very difficult. I mean, it just is. It's like when you're raising kids and I have to tell my daughter, no, I'm not doing that. Go do it yourself. And she looks at me and stomps off and is all mad. Like it breaks my heart every time. Right. And you know what I mean? Because I, I want to literally give her everything. Right. But I know that if I do, she's not going to be a great human. Right. Like, and it, it is difficult to look someone in the face and challenge them and say, hey, You've got to do it on your own. Yeah. I've given you the skills to do it. Now get after it. Like there's nothing I can do. If you don't do it for yourself, you're not going to grow. You're not going to be better. You're not going to overcome. Yeah. Like it's, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, I will say like after you've learned to do it, like it kind of becomes a natural, like leaders aren't, aren't born, they're built, you know, like after yeah. you, after you kind of learn and know how to handle those situations, it does become easier. Like now when she looks at me and gives me the finger, just kidding. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it just, it's easier for me. 
But well, that's it's, part of the struggle, right? It's a perspective shift. When you're young in leadership, you think you think the job when you're young in leadership, you think the job is to do things for others and show them the way. When you're senior in leadership, you know the job is to prepare others for success. And doing the job for them does not prepare them for anything, right? And and so uh, there's a there's a video. So this was back. I th- I think this video was probably before TikTok. I need to get the video and get it to Austin and have him like prep it up for a short because it's awesome. Um, what is it? My my youngest son Grant is trying to make a bowl of cereal and he's having a meltdown. He's like six years old, five years old, or something like that, and he's having this big old meltdown. And he wants me to make him his own bowl of cereal, and I'm like, no. Well, he starts throwing this big old fit and, and, and he like, Grant does really good First about, off, I can see that. Yeah. And, and so Grant is really good about talking, talking through his frustrations. And so, um, yeah, he'll speak it out. I grab my phone and I just start recording him. I'm standing there in my kitchen and my, I'm just recording him <laughs> as he's having this meltdown. And he's like, it's your job to do things for me. You have to show me Preach. how. And, and like, <laughs> like I've, I've shown him how before, but I never like made him do it. And this was yeah. where I put my foot in the ground and I'm like, dude, you're six. You can make your own fucking bowl of cereal. Right. That, and it's an F bomb for me. I'm not watching my cussing. You are. Yeah, I mean, I'm the so, one that has to bleep it out. So yeah. that's three. That's three for the whole episode. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, am I the only one keeping track? I guess. Mitch told me I couldn't cuss anymore. I'm trying to keep track. Uh, no. Oh. What happened? Did Nothing. we? We're going. I lost all my audio and my headset. Board's still on. And it's yeah, still recording. Okay. I, I still hear myself. Did you step on your thing? No. I know it's not that long. I've seen it. Dial me up. <laughs> dial me up or down. Unplug me. Plug me back in. Do something. It worked there for oh, a second. There we are. That that was me. Pull it back out again. Uh, oh, we got a lost cable. Uh, yeah, maybe we just had Hold a cable on. fry. How about no, that? it's it's that one. That's mine. Are you sure? Yeah, because I can hear a pop whenever he pulls it in and out. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. Was there an extension on it or no? Is there no extension on it? Okay. Well, I can hear it now. Well, kind of. It's still really much. I can't hear me. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can't hear me in my own headset. So it's probably just your headset's gone out. That's wild. Okay. Anyway. I can't hear him in I, my headset ah! either. Now I'm getting a fucking Charlie horse. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best episode of my life. Damn hey, it. Right now, Mitch's mic doesn't work. No one can hear him. He can't hear anything. And he's got a Charlie horse in his leg so bad from doing 75 hard, thinking he's a badass. Look at him. Hey, my going. fucking chair just broke. He's going <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. This is the greatest episode of my life. First off, I want to thank all our sponsors, Field oh. Pulse. Uh, that's it. That's all we got is Field Pulse. And you okay? You all right? Damn, it's locked up. Oh, man. All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize 
manage your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. What did you do? Did you do, work, do lice today? Drink some water. Yeah, I did lice today. Drink some water. Yeah, that's the th- that's the problem. Oh yeah, get oh, it, Austin. It's still not an up hard. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to rub it for you? No, you're not rubbing. Are you sure? Come here. Give me your leg. Whip it over here to the side. Oh, there it's starting to go. Oh man, look at him. Oh. <gasps> you okay? Ooh. You don't look good. No, it takes, yeah. You're going to look like you're going to throw up. It, uh... I really like where this episode's gone. Yeah. Like, you, you literally... Well, don't worry. Once we get past this, I'll get right back on track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't buy that for one second. You want a trash can? Whew. You want to throw up? Talk about a series of unfortunate events. No, what do you mean? Mike went out, Charlie Horse, chair broke, all at the same time. I feel like I've been... Ugh. I feel like I've been... Hang on, folks. We're coming back here in a minute, I promise. <laughs> no one's going anywhere. I'm right here. What's the word? Vindified? That's not it. Vindicated? 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 I, I feel like I've been vindicated. But from all your bullshit for the last four weeks, like... I, I'm not a big karma believer, but I feel like karma has come back and bit you in the back of the leg. Ugh. Like, that's what I feel well, like It feels happened. like it bit... <laughs> So for all of you that listen on Spotify and Apple, maybe just go to YouTube and then like fast forward to like 30 minutes and then watch the next 10 minutes and you'll see something that'll just bring a smile to your face. Like my smile right now. Are you okay? I don't think he's going to make it. And you broke a chair. I don't even know how the chair broke, but no one does. It definitely broke. Oh yeah. There it is. Busted weld. Uh, you bring that over to my house. I'll fix it for you. Yeah. These chairs we've been sitting in are garbage. We've been sitting in them for two years. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no. Well, don't you can't sit in it now. You're gonna fall. Oh, my hammy's still trying to lock up on me. You gotta keep it straight. Ugh. Have you not drank all your uh, allotted water today? No, it's a. Uh... It's, I think it's a potassium thing. I may have to start eating a banana a day. So do you remember when we talked about, like, when I failed 75 hard? And I was talking about literally, like, my body was not getting the nourishment that it needed. Right. Like, I was way overworking myself every day. Like, your cramp is how my, like, Janine looked at me and she's like, you look sick. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, your eyes are sunk in. You look sick. I was like, yeah. I'm fine. She's like, no, you're not. Like an hour later, I literally couldn't stay awake. It's like seven o'clock at night. I was like, I got to go do a workout. She's like, you're not going to do anything. Like, I thought I was going to die, man. Yeah. Because that 75 hard, like if you, I'm not going to talk bad about 75 hard because I think it gives young men serious discipline that they don't have and that they need. It's an adjustment. Um, But I will say from the standpoint of, if you have a construction job and you're working in the field two, three days a week, and then you're working out twice a day on top of that, like there's no way that you can suck in the amount of calories 
and get the amount of rest you need without making some serious sacrifices like your leg locking up for 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. Like, it's not healthy. Like, you can't do it. It's impossible. Well, it's a challenge for sure. But it all depends on how much you take on, right? Like, you you pick how hard the workouts are. You pick I, your I, diet. I, you know. You're right. I agree with that. It, it's like, my problem was, like, I, I took off on my workouts and I was like, oh... I'm 25. Yeah, if you go too and like, hard, like I was just like I was just killing it. I yeah. mean, I was I gained five pounds of muscle in the first week, and then not even the first week in six days. Well, let's clarify. I gained five pounds. You gained five pounds. I looked better. Pro bodybuilders can't even gain five pounds of muscle in a week. They're not. They are not starting from the same level I'm at. They already have serious muscle mass. Yeah, but still, like, like a lot of time, like body fluctuation, like I gained eight pounds on Thanksgiving. Well, that was water weight. And it was all water weight from all the Mine wasn't the water weight. I diet. had to pee every 15 minutes drinking the stupid gallon a day. Yeah. So it wasn't water weight. I, like I didn't have the potassium or the salt right. or the, like I was not getting the nourishment I needed. Right. Like I, so, I mean, I don't, I'm just rambling because Mitch is like, can't see me. <laughs> I'm but back. Are you, are you I'm sure? Back, yeah. Are you Okay. So I don't know what happened. Can I? I, I hey, there I can hear myself in my headphones go. now too. So something you did. So every time your mic goes out, you gotta get a hit. Yeah, I That's think wild. it just. I think your thing just came unclipped, dude. No, I don't know. Who it, knows? Don't touch anything. I gotta it's, lean. It's probably, I gotta lean back though. Look so I can how keep short. My so did you? Just, so do you remember when we had the trade winds event? Like everyone was like, "Hey, I can't believe how tall Dave is." Yeah. Like because like the way we sit, like it looked like I was real short. So you you have to sit in that chair for I'm the next slunched. three years, yeah. and then they're going to be like, "Man, I can't believe how tall Mitch I, is." Ironically, at the dinner after the Trade Winds event, I got a hamstring locking up just like this, and I damn near passed out in the middle of the restaurant. Yeah, it was hilarious. I got texts from three guys that were like, "Hey, dude, something's wrong with Mitch." Yeah, I was like, "What do you mean?" They were thinking about calling the ambulance. They were like, on me. "We should call an ambulance." I was like, "What do you mean?" I walk over there and everything's fine, and I was like, "What? Like what happened?" And like Aaron Smith looked at me, he's like, "Mitch got a cramp." And he's such a pussy. Yeah. We thought he was gonna die. And I was like, <laughs> whatever. What? I'm like, that, that's what he said to me. And I was like, yeah. what are you talking? Like, Doesn't what he happened? look pale? Like pale? Usually his face oh, yeah. is red. No, I'm like flushed for sure. Yeah. No, he looks like fine. washed no, out. No, no, no. I, I film him like every day, so I know his face is yeah. usually red. No, like that. I got lightheaded to there the for point a second. Where, yeah, oh, yeah. This is also the guy so, that like I saw get pricked by a needle one time, and like three drops of blood came out, and he fainted. So, no, this is so. Like, there's a weird. There's a weird thing that goes on with my, like, this is why I struggle to work out legs hard because it's a blood flow thing. I'll like, I'll go do squats. But by the time I get to squat number like seven, I'm about ready. Like three sets of 10. Is well, that what you're right. saying? So first set seven, I'm trying to get some, it, just like, what just do you mean? Rep seven okay. on any set. Gotcha. Okay. I've got the energy to go like rep eight, nine and 10, but my, there's no blood in my brain left. And I'm like seeing stars and I'm, I'm about ready to pass out after rep seven. My legs are there. It's just like all the blood flow leaves my head whenever I start doing squ- anything heavy with legs. I'll get lightheaded. It's the weirdest thing ever. So like you've seen guys flex out. Oh, yeah. The same thing. Yeah. You're probably flexing your neck real hard and it's Who restricting knows? your blood vessels. Like that would be my guess. Or um, like you've told me before, like your lungs aren't real big. Yeah. So like the lack of oxygen to your brain, that's basically what flexing out is. Yeah. So same thing. Yeah. 
So maybe, so like when we do our charity fight, all I got to do is get past three rounds. I'm good to go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, so we're going to be cardio. You want to get back on track? Back on track. Are you feeling okay? Um, Are you um, serious? We're good. Are you we're, sure? You're yeah. okay? Okay. All right. right. So okay. as, as leaders, it's our job to empower and train other leaders, right? Don't even yeah. take it so short-sighted that it's our job to train our replacements. Like you're, if, if you're in a position, if you're, if you're on a team of people, well, let me just use my company. For example, we don't have a service leader other than me yet. Right. Yet. Right. Like I lead our service department. I lead our install. I'm, I'm the manager over all those departments. Right. As of now. Yeah. And, and so the people on my team, if somebody wants to step up and be the leader one day, the service manager, the install manager, the <clears throat> sales director, whatever the case may be, yeah. they have to look at that role like I have to develop leadership skills. I have to develop the skills that allow other people to sell or do at a high capacity. And, um, and they have to start doing that now. Like we don't get the job and then figure out how to do it. Right. We have to know how to do the job before we get the job. You know what I mean? And, you, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier about like, we didn't have managers. They were just kind of like whoever everyone else looked to. Yeah. And then that person was kind of grown into that role. Yeah. Then they just kind of became that person and then they were promoted. Right. Because right. they just, they led by example and they were who everyone else looked to. Yeah. Like in a small, and just like you're saying, um, as a small business, that's kind of what you're looking for, right? Right. Like the person that naturally grows into that role. Right. And is helping other people um, sell, install, whatever. Like you just naturally will go to them and say, okay. Right. Like you've proven to me, this is where you're at. Like you were saying, you don't just go to them and say, you're the manager, figure it out. Like they, they are a manager. You're just now giving them a title. Right. One of the things that I want to kind of transition this to, and these two go together, but I want to transition to this because this is, if you're wanting to become a better leader, these are the foundational skills that you need to, that you need to have. You need to start here. And this is to be successful in anything, but you need to start here. And that is the difference between excuses and reasons. Hey, everybody, if you couldn't tell, this show was kind of running long here, so we actually chopped it up into two shows. So tune in next week, and you're going to get part two of this one giant show. 